Everything under your roof is important, so make sure your roof is up to the job. For over 20 years, SureTop Roofing has been covering triangle homes and businesses. SureTop Roofing is certified with all of the major shingle manufacturers, providing a 50-year non-prorated warranty. SureTop Roofing has estimators, project managers, and design consultants on staff, guaranteeing superior service. Visit SureTopRoofing.com. SureTop Roofing has you covered. Sure Top Roofing presents the Carolina Contractor with your host, Donnie Blanchard. Brought to you by GAF Roofing, Shingles and Materials. We protect what matters most. And Mid-Atlantic Roofing Supply and Garner, a roofing supplier with a different approach. And good afternoon and welcome to the Carolina Contractor Show. I'm Eric Smith with our host over here, Donnie Blanchard. Say hi, Donnie. Hey. You're very well trained now. <laughs> if you want to learn more information about the show, go to the website, thecarolinacontractor.com. Donnie, by the way, with SureTop Roofing. Uh, the carolinacontractor.com website is also a great place to submit questions. We'll get to those later today. If you look at the website, you can see some of the things we've talked about on past shows, including last week, T-Studs. What to do with power outages in the summer before and during one. Also, a lot of information about drive-by roofers. These are people that come in after a storm to offer to repair your house and what you need to look out for. This is actually becoming a problem with the recent hailstorms we've had. The North Carolina Department of Justice issued an alert about it. You can get details at their website, ncdoj.gov. And, Donnie, you put that information up on your site, too, correct? We did, yes, sir. It should also be available on a backlink to uh, thecarolinacontractor.com. All right, so check that out if you want to get more information. But today we have a special guest. Donnie, who is it? It's been a while, but uh, we're bringing back Christopher Mackins. He's also with SureTop Roofing. He did a wonderful job a couple months ago, and we did a program together, and he did a segment on the tech specs on roofing and, and particularly on how to do a valley. And a couple of our listeners heard that. We got some really good feedback for that. So I'm glad he found time to come back today. And thanks for coming in, Chris. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Solar. It's the wave of the future. We've heard that for a long time, though. We're going to be talking about solar shingles, not mm-hmm. solar panels for your house. Exactly. I find this very interesting. Just a high spot, I want to say, uh, you know, people often associate these solar shingles with Tesla, and Elon Musk is a guy who's behind this technology, and things kind of stalled out there for a moment. They were anticipating these things being fully developed by 2018, and they're constantly getting better. I'll just say that, but there's a lot of things to look into if you were considering going this route, and I'll just let Chris tell you a few of those high spots in an update here. For sure, and Elon Musk and Tesla's in the news uh, just this week about their V3, um, their version 3 of their solar shingle. And to speak to the, the timeline, anything that Elon Musk says for the timeline, you can go ahead and add two years to it. He, know, <laughs> right. he knows that he's optimistic That's about it. that, and he jokes about it all the time. So, But they're definitely coming a long way, and the, the V3 is, they believe, is going to be probably, if I assume, like they're going to continue just step after step after step. But right now, they think that this is going to be the thing that bridges the gap from really, really expensive to much more affordable. 2017, the Solar Energy Industry Association reported that the United States had reached 53 gigawatts of solar energy, and that's enough to power 10 million homes. It will also send you back to 1955 in a DeLorean. <laughs> <laughs> exact same amount of power. 
Elon Musk knew from the get-go that what was most important was not how well the solar panel worked, but it was how good it looked on the roof because Mm -hmm. everybody can see effective solar panels that just look really bad. And so that's been the key is just trying to figure out a way to make everything look just like the roof system. So they've had a couple of different ways to do that, but the current ones look just like shingles pretty much. I'd say that my thing, they look like three-tab shingles. So, I mean, you know, I don't don't know. It's a little bigger. You know, um, but they they look pretty good, and they're made out of quartz now. almost indestructible. When they started, Elon Musk claimed that you should pay about the same as a roof would cost today, all things considered, savings on your energy, and then incentives from the government. Would that mean your upfront costs would be more? Your upfront costs would definitely be but more. But on the back end, on your the back end you're going to save a lot of money. All things would be equal. Yeah. The initial way that they worded that was it's going to be the same as any general roof. That was just not accurate. It was the same as the most expensive roof, mm. and they still weren't even close to that. So when it first came out, it was expected to pay about $2,000 a square or $21 a square foot, which is astronomical compared to what shingle prices are today. Then you have to consider what size square footage home they're talking about. And I think that the average size square foot home is probably smaller than the average home that somebody would install solar shingles on. I think that in the future, it is going to happen where everybody is going to be using solar on their home in one way or another. Um, and I think that he's probably going to be on the forefront, whether or not he's going to be the end material that everybody goes with is going to be you know, something that remains to be seen. Like Tesla could be a, a company that doesn't exist in right. 50 years time or something like Just that when, it's, now. when it is as prevalent as everywhere. What are some of the pros to having solar shingles? The main pro is going to be cost savings to your energy. Other than that, there's really no pro. Other, I mean, you're going to have a roof installed on top of your house. You're getting a new roof. If it's cost effective, you can get some solar shingles and then eliminate your electricity bill. So that is the main, the main goal. I don't know that anything that they can make today is going to hold up to a regular shingle or any other type of roof system that would cost less money. So the main benefit is going to be cost savings on your electricity. And of course, you know, people that are uh, environmentally conscious, that's going to create all sorts of positives down the the chain. Mm -hmm. Do they have warranties out for these yet? Or is there warranty information for these? They claim that they last around 30 years, which that's not great. And I'll get into that later. But um, the one thing that they do offer is that they will replace the tiles as long as you're in your home. So you get a massive hailstorm that breaks some tiles. Supposedly, Tesla will send you replacement tiles at no charge as long as you're the original owner. Yeah, and obviously there's fine print, but I think that the way that they've worded it is um, the material is warranted as a lifetime material, and the electricity production is warranted for 30 years, I believe. Mm-hmm. This is a Carolina contractor show. We're talking about solar shingles, not solar panels that you put on top of your house, those big, ugly things. Now, you mentioned cost savings for your energy, Christopher. Are there going to be tax incentives? Because usually if there's a new form of energy or solar, the government tries to inspire people to take advantage of it. Yeah, so there's federal tax credits and then um, there's state tax credits. So every state is going to differ. So how beneficial this is going to be to you personally depends mainly on what state you live in. On another note with that tax credit, you actually have to have the tax liability to equal the value of the credit. So if you don't pay enough in taxes to equal the, uh, say, $20,000 rebate that you are trying to qualify for, there is something kind of neat that it'll roll over to the next year and the next year. So if you have $10,000 worth of tax liability and you're applying for a $20,000 tax credit, you can still max out that credit, but it's only going to give you 10 per year. And uh, while we're on that subject, I did read something where, 
The tax credit is about 30% currently, and that was supposed to end at the beginning of 2019, but they did extend that federal credit to 30% through the end of this year. On the downside, they're changing that tax credit to 26% from 30 next year. It'll be 22% in 2021, and then in 2022, they're saying right now that there will be no tax credit available for residential and only 10% for commercial buildings. And of course that's subject change. The government can uh, do what they expand. Want. Yeah, they can do that. <laughs> and you know, I'm assuming if it's very popular and it's very effective, the government would be motivated to still give some sort of tax discount. Right. That's what I don't really understand is that there's something that's basically in the developmental phase and it's not financially feasible for a lot of folks now. And why would you offer the credit for the early adopters and not give any incentive on the back end, but maybe they know something we don't. Who knows? Yeah. And Christopher, on these solar shingles, how do they look? From what we've seen, um, and we don't, we're not in a market where these are just readily available. Uh-huh. So we're looking at stuff online, a lot of pictures that they're producing and putting out. But from what we've seen, they look really good. They look a little bit different. There's two styles of shingle, a three-tab and an architectural. They look a little bit different than both of those, but I think they would blend well with either one of those shingles. And the benefit of one of these is that you really only need like 35 to 50% coverage on your entire roof. So you're not talking about the increased price on the entire cost of the roof or the visual aspect of it. So some people are going to be lucky enough to just put this on the back of their roof, depending on how their house is situated, and you'll never even see it. Or just do one big section in the center. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't have to worry about all the trim. Correct. So is your house basically wired with Uh, this type of roof? It is. And so they say that, uh, I know we called this off the grid last year, a couple (laughs) weeks ago. Um, In most cases, you'll have enough power to cover your whole house. They did say that the potential for backfeeding into the electrical system and getting a rebate and that sort of thing probably wouldn't be an option, but um, uh, it, it should cover every need that you have in the whole house. I did read where if you have an electric car, which are becoming more and more popular, uh, you have to invest in an extra battery aside from the system to power the car, but um, I think once all this stuff is tied together, they'll have they'll have something in place for that as well. So you would plug your car into your roof almost? Oh, never thought about it like that. What about the installation? Same amount of time as a traditional roof? (laughs) So that is where it's really off the mark right now. So Mm -hmm. it takes us a day or two to install a roof um, of the size that they're talking about, and they're talking about two weeks to install this roof. So um, the price point, they say the shingles are going to be at this price point. For my opinion, it's the install that is holding the price point out of range Mm -hmm. right now. I mean, if you can get that, if you can change from 14 days to two days, that's a big difference in labor. A lot of labor in terms of how much insurance we pay in general liability and workers' comp, and you've got eight to ten guys out there every day for two weeks. That adds up. Somebody's got to pay that bill. You do think, though, it's a, it truly is going to become more popular in the future, these solar shingles. Yeah, I think so. I did some math on it, and if, if you can get it half of the price that it currently is, mm-hmm. then it would be cost-effective in some cases. So if you're installing less than half of your total roof mm-hmm. with the shingles, then that's going to reduce the overall price uh, drastically as opposed to installing the whole roof with solar shingles. I guess another advantage being a Tesla is your shingle can go from like zero to 60 and 2.5 <laughs> yeah, yeah. if you need that in a shingle. I always uh, hammer this point home, but having a really good insulated home is going to make a big difference. When we talked last week about being able to insulate your house to the tune that you have several less tons of an HVAC unit, you know, that HVAC unit 
being powered by solar versus electricity, it's going to take a lot less wattage to run a smaller unit than it would if you had a poorly insulated house with a, a larger system. So that's the kind of the thing that, that they're fighting against, too, is that you have one industry that is doing everything it can to reduce the cost. And then you have another industry that's trying to say, well, we're going to save you this cost. So as the cost gets lower, the cost effectiveness is reduced. The shingles that we currently have, you know, they say a 30-year warranty on these solar shingles. And what did you say, a 30-year warranty on the solar capability? Yeah, lifetime warranty on the uh, the material on the shingles, I uh-huh. guess, as long as you live in the house, and then 30-year on the electricity. So they still got a way to go because these GAF and shingles that we install, you know, they have a 50-year non-prorated warranty, so they're still – there's still a gap in the lifespan of the solar shingles versus the asphalt shingles we put on today. So the life of it means that you're going to have to replace the entire solar shingle sections of your roof in 30 years because even if they don't have any damage, they're in perfect condition, they might not be working anymore or be efficient. Exactly. Correct. And their point is is that you would not have paid for the roof Anyway, at that point, once it gets to the right price point because of tax incentives and not paying for your electricity over that 30 years time. Again, you can get more information about this at thecarolinacontractor.com. And coming up next, Donnie Blanchard with Chertop Roofing will be taking your questions also submitted at thecarolinacontractor.com. Those are coming up next, so hang on. We'll be back with more of the Carolina Contractor presented by SureTop Roofing. Everything under your roof is important, so make sure your roof is up to the job. For over 20 years, SureTop Roofing has been covering triangle homes and businesses. SureTop Roofing is certified with all of the major shingle manufacturers, providing a 50-year non-prorated warranty. SureTop Roofing has estimators, project managers, and design consultants on staff, guaranteeing superior service. Visit SureTopRoofing.com. SureTop Roofing has you covered. Welcome back to the Carolina Contractor with your host, Donnie Blanchard, presented by SureTop Roofing. And it's time for questions. You can go to the website, thecarolinacontractor.com, to submit any questions you have about your house, your roof, because Donnie's always glad to answer those. I just want to jump in before we start these questions. Yeah. Um, we had a homeowner, a uh, really neat guy. He uh, contacted us a couple weeks ago about doing his roof replacement, and the more I talked to this gentleman, Finally let out of the bag that he's a weekly listener. You know, he talked to me about self-healing concrete and everything and <laughs> just um, somebody who listens to our program weekly. But he had been talking to several contractors over the last two years and really was evaluating the contractors and what their potential solutions were to his problem. And he heard our episode that Christopher actually did on the valleys. And um, that was the particular problem he had with his house. So lo and behold, we uh, we got a chance at the work and he decided to go with us. So we really appreciate those people who are listening to us every Saturday. And just feel free to call us about anything you have with roofing or construction. Before we jump into them, can you give the rundown on how a proper valley is supposed to be installed, Chris? Yeah, so this customer in particular had what's called a open valley. Um, he had exposed metal. There's three basic types of valley, a woven valley, a closed-cut valley, and an open valley. He had an open valley. Um, the metal there was compromised, and it was leaking persistently. Ultimately, the best valley is going to be what's best for your specific application. In this specific application, um, closed-cut valley was what's best. Uh, the closed-cut valley application, I believe we have something on the carolinacontractor.com and see a visual aid for what, we have, what we're talking about here. Um, but a closed-cut valley on the main slope, the smaller slope, you have a main 
main slope and a small gable, your small gable where they join up at that valley, your initial shingles are going to go from that gable onto the main slope. And then the main slope shingles are going to lap on top of that with a cut down. It looks like a miter joint. It looks looks really nice and clean. Three-tab shingles, you're going to use a woven valley, which is different than this. But, again, every situation is different. So this guy, we went from a open valley to a closed-cut valley. also want to add that we did the ice and water shield directly to the sheathing, and we covered that with the underlayment. And then, of course, you got shingles on top of that. So what did you call that, Christopher? Three layers of protection. That's right. <laughs> Math is easy here at the Carolina Contractor. <laughs> uh, another question submitted to the CarolinaContractor.com. What do you recommend for pitches of three twelfths and under? Who wants to answer that one? This yeah, is so his wheelhouse. Yeah, I'll take that one. So um, shingles are rated down to a two twelve pitch, and pitch is how steep is your roof. So a twelve twelve pitch is a forty five degree angle. A zero twelve pitch is a flat roof. Um, shingles are rated down to a two twelve pitch. Uh, below four twelve pitch has to have a special application. That special application per code is either going to be what's called a double lap underlayment or self adhered membrane. Ice and water shields. What the common name would be for, for that. The double lap is uh, you take one layer of synthetic underlayment, and the standard synthetic underlayment install method is to take take one course of it and then overlap the next course by two inches, for instance. In a double lap method, you will lap it by half plus two inches. So if the roll of underlayment is 40 inches, you're going to lap it by 20 inches plus two inches, effectively giving you two layers of underlayment the whole way up the roof. The alternative to that is the ice and water shield or self-adhered membrane directly sticking directly to the roof deck. I recommend the self-adhered membrane in most applications. Um, below a 212 pitch is not going to be eligible for shingles, and you're going to want to go with a membrane system. You can go with a one-ply or two-ply, but that's like an entire show on its own, probably even a whole series. <laughs> uh, GAF has a neat product out called Liberty, and it's a base sheet and a cap sheet, and the neat thing about it is they have that to match all of the colors in their shingle line. So you have a screened-in porch on the back of your house with a really low slope that would qualify for this modified uh, roof that Christopher mentioned. It's kind of cool that, that it all matches up with the shingles up top. Yeah, it mm-hmm. can look pretty good. And I think uh, GAF allows you to roll that into all into one warranty as well. Oh, that's right. And at the Carolina Contractor, we talk a lot about roofs because, of course, we got Donnie and today Christopher in from SureTop Roofing. But this question isn't related to roofs directly. Uh, we got an estimate for remodeling our kitchen for $25,000. Do we need a GC, general contractor, or could we do this ourselves? Why would you do it yourself? Uh, right. Well, all these are situational, and, and some situations uh, really call for a GC to have his hands on the project from start to finish. But if you're just doing a, basically a makeover, so you're doing kitchen cabinets, countertops, maybe flooring, and some painting, you know, it, you're not really involving too many subcontractors. If you've got four or five people to babysit, I, I won't say that a contractor is absolutely necessary if you know what you're looking at in terms of quality and function. But the rule per the licensing board for general contractors in North Carolina is you have to have a contractor for anything over. Over thirty thousand. So this particular project being twenty five thousand, I'm guessing that the contractor had you know three or four thousand dollars of overhead and profit built in there. So realistically, labor and materials probably around twenty. If you are a homeowner and you feel like taking on a project yourself, you want to consider the fact that this contractor probably gets better pricing than you do. Uh, he has mm. better relationships with the subcontractors. We covered that a couple weeks ago. And, you know, what you don't want to do is take this project on yourself, end up paying $25,000 for labor and material when you could have hired somebody to babysit this thing, probably have a more quality outcome and at the same price when all said and done. So, Or worse than that. Pay $25,000 for materials, start on it, and then six months later go, mm-hmm. I can't finish this project. Right. 
and then pay a, a big sum to have a GC come in and do it for do you. It right. Exactly. That happens all the time, unfortunately. And um, the DIY craze is it, there's something to that. And we encourage people to get your hands dirty when it feels right or if it's necessary. But uh, a lot of times calling in the pros is your best option. And I'd say as far as DIY goes, if you're if you're a homeowner looking at doing stuff like this and you talk about any kind of specific trade, if you yourself don't know one secret to that trade and one mm-hmm. unwritten rule, then it's probably not for you. I mean, you need to do some research before you jump into it or call somebody else. I agree. And here's my position on stuff like that. I need somebody to yell at. <laughs> and I don't mean that as a threat, but if you hire a friend or you try to do it yourself and you find yourself in a pickle or you can't mm-hmm. figure something out – it's tough to yell at your friend who said, I think I can do this or yourself. You hire a pro to do it. If they're not doing it right, that allows you to go, hey, you need to fix this. But then you also can sleep better at night when you know you're not worried about if there was permitting required, mm-hmm. supplies, deliveries, install. And like you said, for the most part, you're going to get a better product. It's going to look better, be finished better if you let a pro do a big job like that. And you don't want your kitchen, for example, to be down for six months. Life can get in the way really fast when you're yeah. doing these. I mean, mm-hmm. weeks can go by just like that in your regular life. So if you have your kitchen open and you're trying to do it yourself, like you have to be fully dedicated to get that done or life will get in the way. I think a situation like this probably birthed the phrase hindsight is twenty twenty. Mm. For those of you who can do a, a job this big on your own, God bless you. I'm going <laughs> to sit and relax in the living room and let somebody else do the job for me. The CarolinaContractor.com is the website. Submit your question. Next one. What is different about your company aside from the certifications and insurance coverage? Good question. I, yeah, it, it was a good question. And when I got this, I thought, hmm, this is a long answer. But what I did is I reached out to some of the guys in the field and I said, what are you guys hearing in terms of feedback? And a gentleman that works for us, Charlie, he said, well, we always hear that our customer service is top notch. And unfortunately, and fortunately, I guess, uh, a lot of people in our industry just don't interact well with homeowners. Mm. They don't have the ability to explain what you're getting, so to speak. They just know how to count squares and put a number on a napkin and hand that over. And our process. It's like having sling blade put your roof on. Pretty much. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's exactly right. You know, there may be some savings with guys like we call Chuck in the truck where there's he and his neighbor are putting your roof on. It takes them a couple of weeks. But, um, you know, we've refined our process down to where we get in, we get out. Uh, we give the most bang for the buck. We have the longest warranties. We would like to think the best prices uh, if you're thinking in terms of value. So we uh, we really pride ourselves on that. But none of that really matters if you can't get in front of the customer and explain why we are different than everybody else. So I think we've had a lot of good success from that. And and these homeowners are always telling us that, that we are definitely providing better customer service than the competition. We hear time and time again that professionalism is the thing that sets us apart from the competition. Also, the free neck rubs at the end of every project, oh, I think. no doubt. That was, that was surprising to me, but I think it's a nice little touch. When things really change for us, we, we equip the company with a, a nice office staff. We have estimators. We have project managers and, mm. of course, well-trained installers. All that comes together to just make a, a very good finished product. That and partnering with strong distribution channels and mm-hmm. manufacturers for materials and all that stuff is That really goes back to about. something we've talked a lot about. When you're hiring a contractor and especially somebody to do your roof, there's a lot of questions you can ask. And I never thought you, Donnie, brought up the fact, ask them 
who their supplier is. Mm-hmm. Ask the supplier, what's the relationship with this company that I'm thinking about hiring? You can learn a lot from those contractors about a potential uh, person to put a roof That's on. That's right. Our supplier actually made us aware that they can put a lien on a house. So if someone doesn't have a good relationship with their supplier or their the person that doesn't pay their bills, mm-hmm. that supplier can actually go out and put a lien on your house and bypass the contractor altogether. Got time for one more question, guys? Let's go. All right. The temperature of our attic is over 160 degrees. Do you recommend an attic fan or two? I'll feel this, and I'm going to put on, like, my lawyer hat. I always do this. It's <laughs> it's always based on your specific situation. So you could have a house, an attic that's 160 degrees that's the biggest house in North Carolina, and that's going to require a lot more fans than the smallest house in North Carolina. And then there's going to be things relative to when was your house built, what's the intake like, and stuff like that. Sometimes you might have, this house may have ridge vent on it. If it has ridge vent on it and it's not working, they most likely need intake and not attic fans. So it's just a matter of exactly what's going on with your specific situation. And you had mentioned before on the first show that homeowners don't want to just go into their attic and say, now nah, just put in a fan because you can actually cause more problems mm-hmm. than actually solving, right? Generally so. Fans, um, I think if you install a fan, it's less of a problem than if you install a ridge vent because a f- fan relies on a motor. The ridge vent is a passive system. So if you do something incorrectly with the passive system, then it's going to work backwards. Where we see fans often installed that, that work well are on hip roofs. So if you have a roof that almost resembles a pyramid-type shape, you don't have a lot of ridge vent. And in that case, you have adequate soffit ventilation or intake. Like Christopher mentioned, you just don't have adequate exhaust. So a lot of times these attic fans have to be plugged in there uh, just to get the, the proper amount of exhaust. And um, really neat thing, we put an attic vent in at the Baptist Seminary in Wake Forest for the vice president. And um, I didn't realize this was available until we bought this, but he actually had a, has an attic vent that he can control with his smartphone so i mean what gaf has a new one their basic uh green machine Uh is now available at home depot and you can control it with a smartphone very cool and i would say too with the solar powered ones sometimes you can't hear them so i Mm -hmm. haven't seen a solar powered one yet that has a smartphone technology Mm -hmm. i'm sure it's out there but homeowners are always asking me how do i know if it's running if i can't get into my attic i think that's going to be the next like step so that we can offer that as them. I think that all the companies should come up with that pretty quickly. Right. Technology is something, and technology also allows you to submit your questions to thecarolinacontractor.com, and Donnie Blanchard will answer those questions, and then we like to talk about them on the air. So go ahead and visit the website, check it out. want to thank Donnie Blanchard, of course, coming in, as he does every week with SureTop Roofing. You can go to their website, SureTopRoofing.com. And Christopher, again, thank you for coming in and visiting and giving some insight today. Thank you again for having me, and I look forward to being back. All right. Don't forget to bring snacks next time, all right? I will. (laughs) All right. Have a great week, and we will see you next week on the Carolina Contractor Show. Thanks for listening to the Carolina Contractor, presented by SureTop Roofing. Brought to you by GAF Roofing, Shingles and Materials. We protect what matters most. And Mid-Atlantic Roofing Supply and Garner, a roofing supplier with a different approach. Submit your questions online at thecarolinacontractor.com and tune in next Saturday as we continue to help make your home great again.
Everything under your roof is important, so make sure your roof is up to the job. For over 20 years, SureTop Roofing has been covering triangle homes and businesses. SureTop Roofing is certified with all of the major shingle manufacturers, providing a 50-year non-prorated warranty. SureTop Roofing has estimators, project managers, and design consultants on staff, guaranteeing superior service. Visit SureTopRoofing.com. SureTop Roofing has you covered. 